name is Trevor. You're going to see me. You are. You wait on the phone. Nah. That would be amazing. Like entertaining. entertaining <laughs> exactly. It's people's big break. through to the entertainment department for 30 minutes. <laughs> it would be, be like, hey, instead of, instead of X Factor. You That's just... <laughs> such a good idea. I love that. It's how you veto. And then people just press like a button. To, nah, I don't want Trevor. I want Sydney. Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this very room, the Tessellate Solid State, right here in Venice, Los Angeles. I'm your host, Dal White. I spent four and a half years in animation school and never graduated. One of my top five favorite words is anhedonia, and today I tried a guava croissant for the very first time. Oh, that sounds nice. It's a croissant. 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 Yeah, I feel being in America has really warped my perception on how you say that word. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many iterations. Bone depending. appetite. Eat that croissant. <laughs> what do you want with your entree? <laughs> um, <laughs> joining me today, the laughing man, Nate Hertz. Hello, everybody. That's very appropriate. I put down the laughing man. The There's la- a ghost the in the, the shell reference, yeah. and then you were laughing as I said it. That was very good. Uh, this is episode 19, so we normally go through what you can do at that age. We're running out of ages that yeah, you get new soon. powers at. Yeah. Uh, so 19, it means this podcast is now of legal age to drink in Canada if you oh. don't live in Alberta, Manitoba, or Quebec. In which case, you got to <laughs> wait. In which case, you got to do it at 18. Oh, hey. So they're already wasted. So if no matter where you are in Canada, you can get drunk. You can now drink. Uh, and you get a power taken away from you at 19 in America, which is you are no longer entitled to have a free full-time education at school. Oh, yeah. Well, that might change. We'll see. Let's uh, get we'll Bernie see. in office. We'll get see them, what happens. Get them Pam from five. Um, how have you been, Nate? You've, you've been, we missed you for a couple of weeks. What have you been up to? Yeah, sorry about Other that. Other than being ill. Yeah. Well, I have a little cold at the moment, but I've uh, been really busy working on uh, a whole series of corporate videos that I um, shot last Sunday and have been um, editing and doing effects in. Um, Melissa and I went to this... Um, uh, which you mentioned, uh, the Studio City International Film Festival. That sounds grand. Oh, it's, uh, it, let me tell you, it's a, it's a big event. Big event. At which I won Best First Time Director. Did you really? Yeah. That's amazing. How did you well, not tell you. me that until you just leave these little jewels oh, until you know? the podcast is rolling? Yeah, I just wanted to see that organic reaction awesome. catch it forever on mic. That is awesome. Man. They gave me an unframed certificate. Oh, fuck that. I know. Hope you burn the place. But it came in a nice blue folder. That's cool, man. Certificates, I love them. Yeah, love them. It That's looks great. like a college degree. How are you no more excited about that? Well, I don't know. It's not a huge festival, and um, it doesn't. But this is. I wasn't particularly this impressed by the other short films like <laughs> it show. Uh, I mean, Vancouver was a bigger deal for me. But yeah, this is. Uh, but that's great because now you got both like experiences so far, and you just get more and more, and keep adding them to your pile of experience and chips on your shoulders. Yeah, still waiting to hear on uh, Sundance. And the Film Independent Directing Lab. Cool. But we shall see. Nice. Nice. What's next? What are you working on other than corporate stuff? Do you have... Oh, yeah. Um, my friend Alex Bromstadt, who's actually at my, in my class at Guildhall, who lives out here in LA, is this phenomenal writer. And she wrote this very funny short film called Kickboxing Mama. Nice. And I guess she showed it to some people asking what they thought they could do with it. And my idea was to shoot it like a horror film to sort of like accentuate the comedy that it's like this sort of innocent mundane reality of like a a new parent and a new child <laughs> nice so uh she liked the idea and um i, I guess i'm gonna start i'm meeting with the storyboard artist on friday so i guess i'm gonna oh, direct cool. that so you really run into it yeah and i finished my short film which i'm super super excited about i finished writing it rather yeah um 
called Stumped. So you've been away yeah. from week and you filmed and edited. And <laughs> yeah. Um, so man, I'm I'm so inspired by it and um, looking forward to putting myself in massive debt to make it. Nice. Can you talk a bit about that one at all? Like, do I know anything about that one? I sent it to you, but I don't think. Well, oh, no. Yeah. Did I send it to you? No, no I don't you think sent I did. me the no, feature. Well, it's um, you know, it's less like if deformity praise radiation was like all like super heightened poetic logic. Mm-hmm. Um, this is way scaled back on that. It's okay. more in like the uh, Fargo TV series region, cool, which, by the yeah, way, is yeah. the fucking best TV series ever. It's a great TV series. Um, yeah. So um, I'm being very flattering to myself to compare it to Fargo, but actually, I think the I think it's fucking amazing. I think it's really cool. I worked on it for a long time with my dad. We'd spent a long time uh, in the writing process, just refining it. And um, it's like a sort of envy, revenge kind of little freaky tale. Nice. And it's, I think, going to be really fucking cool when, we can, great. when we can start shooting it. And unlike Deformity Praise for Radiation, I think we'll be able to shoot it in four days, which brings the budget way down. Yep. So. We'll see. Cool. I think I'm going to go to my parents and be like, uh, hey, you know how I never went to grad school? <laughs> now you want to invest in my future. But you know what? I want to just, I, I had this like fucking crazy realization where it was like, oh, you know, like maybe I could just run and gun, shoot it in this sort of way. And I was like, you know what? I feel like there's a pretty, in, in terms of how I like to shoot stuff, there's mm-hmm. a pretty strong relationship between how much money I have to produce something and how good it is. Right. There's like a definite one-to-one I think relationship with my work. Not with all directors. Like some directors, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the Tangerine movie or whatever. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but I think it just depends on... I don't know. I think I think it just depends on what your perspective is from when you, when you start it, you know? I don't, th- I don't think people can adapt it later. I think it's you have to go into a project wholeheartedly, both feet in on, this is something where we're just fucking going to make it because this is a project you can just make, so why wouldn't you? And sure, you could throw... 10 million at it and make it you know this whole big deal and all yeah, very graceful yeah. or you could do it for 10,000 and you know run and gun it like you're saying yeah I think as long as you know you know in those initial stages so you appreciate you know your brain is always in that place of problem solving from day one if yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah, like yeah. that for me is because um, yeah it's when you get to it later on you're like well I wanted this to be a 1 million thing and now I've got to figure it out for 100,000 it's like well that's gonna mean you truncate it and you make sacrifices and it can make be it good. better, yeah. but it's going to be a bit of a mess because your head wasn't always in that place. And I think right, right. that's why I think it's always better really to start things, not expecting money. Yeah. And then if you get the money, you're like, okay, well, what can I do that would actually benefit this? Yes. You yeah, know, yeah. without bloating it or anything. Like that. Yeah. Like one thing, like I want to do is keep, um, production costs down and then, um, put a little bit, save a little bit more for effects, color and sound design. Yeah. Um, because and then also you know the cost of submitting it and marketing it and stuff like that too did you read that um interview um actually no i don't think it was new well, i think it was fairly new there was a dude, one of the runners of rain dance festival did this thing of his top 10 tips for independent filmmakers and it was really interesting some of the things he said really i find it later on my phone right? oh cool yeah get a natural gap um um, so anyway, man, sorry to go off on that tangent. Been, no, man, it's exciting. If you um, don't send it to me, can you send it to me? Yeah, I've been watching the Fargo series, man. That's what I've been uh, into. Second season done, isn't it? Second season might be done. I'm only at episode five. All right, of second season. Yeah, and okay. the only way I can find it online is by pirating it. So yeah. I've been pirating it, even though I fucking love it and would actually pay for it. I could probably find it on iTunes, but I guess I haven't looked that hard. Uh, no, Fargo... 
I don't know if it is on iTunes. I mean, they're coming out on the blues and the, and the DVDs, but you're not a physical media friend, are you? So yeah, my yeah, you're on a digital way to yeah. purchase. Because I Chromecast stuff to my TV, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, man, that show is so fucking good. It's yeah. like everything. It encompasses like exactly what I want to do with like the work. Yeah, no, I you can imagine I mean? that. It's that balance of it's the commercial and sort of you know artistic balance that it holds, which is really smart. Yeah, and also the other balance that it holds really well is like its humor, as well as its like, um, it, it like doesn't take itself seriously, but it's also like really fucking smart. Yeah, and like not afraid to be like heightened. Yeah, like not afraid to like drift into like this weird language and like. Ah, this is just so good, and the act, and like with the acting, it's all justified and it's all like supported and good. And ah, oh, man, it's just so good. <laughs> Drives me I was crazy. The but first it's a little mad. Four or five episodes, I think of it, and really, really loved of it. Season and one, then, yeah, season yeah. one. Um, and yeah, because I wasn't, I was such a big fan of the original Fargo, and it was one of the things. I was just like, why the fuck would you make a TV show? That's what I this? thought I too. That's why sense. I was one of the last people to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I was really curious when it came out, so I watched. It, I was like, oh, this is fucking brilliant. This is one of the best shows on at the moment. And then I was traveling or something, so I just got out of touch with it. And then I came back to an episode which I think wasn't necessarily you know the best episode yeah, to jump back yeah. into, and I was kind of not deflated on it. I was still you know this is obviously a superb show. But I just need to, at some point in my life, take that time out and have the box sets and work for it. I can just do it. But um, yeah, it's I'll, worth I'm gonna it, wait. Man. For me, I'm still at that point of like, if I, it's gonna go on season three, isn't it? That one definitely, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Like I if that so. if it finishes at season two, I will jump on board right now and watch it. I'm always just kind of as they trickle out and I get further out. Like I've got to catch up more and more and more. I get more trepidatious of like, how how far is this gonna go? Yeah. <laughs> Am I gonna be forty by the time I finish yeah, this? Totally, you know, it's totally. just. I like I like things to have maybe a two year span unless there's something ridiculous like Lost and it's kind of well this is a stupid yeah, yeah, yeah. bloated thing anyway right, right, and that's right. what it is so um, cool man How, what have you been up to man what's the latest what's going I've on I've been in looking at a screen torment you know just purgatory yeah. of working on formatting. Uh, for two websites, um, oh, one man. is uh, one is our one, and we talk about it every single yeah. week, uh, which <laughs> is out of my hands. That one's beautiful. I said last week, you know, it's up. It's just Invader, and no one can see it. So yeah. I'm not lying. It is. When up. are you gonna let us see it? Um, it's so basically the delay with that one, not to really bore people, <laughs> is, is there's, there was a domain trans uh, transition for that because someone else actually owned that domain. We are Tessellate. Oh really? Um, and I bought it off them like a year ago, and then um, when I got everything. So if you think you can go out there and get our fucking social media stuff shit, because I got all of it. Because uh, how yeah, it's so annoying these days. That's how you have to pick a business name, you know? It has to yeah. be, well, can I get it on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and Vimeo and like URL, all that shit. And if you can't, if one of them's missing, like, you then have to make a judgment call. How important is that? Because everything has to be under the same umbrella. Yeah. You can't confuse people with, oh, we'll go do Tessellate Productions on this one, Tessellate Film on this one. We are yeah. Tessellate. Like, you can't do that. You yeah. have to be, it is, we are Tessellate on everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I paid like a good amount of money to get that because I think they realized, oh, this is important to him. And I was trying yeah. to play, you know, when you like approach someone, it's like, oh, I need what you have. And you're trying to play it kind of cool. It's like, oh, I don't really need it. So they give you maybe a good price if they are going to yeah, sell it sort sure. of thing. But I think you could tell, yeah, this is obviously crucial for their campaign to have the URL. So I had to pay a good price for it. And Fuckers. then forgot about it for a while and didn't realize there's like a transition period. So we've got the website ready and it's finished and it's up and the content um, is all in, it's all loaded now. But 
um, yeah, the transition. We're just waiting. Okay. So it's as soon as Go, like GoDaddy finishes our transition. Now? Yeah, okay. it could be any day now, any but day, it won't yeah. just only go. Like, we'll find out and then we'll go, okay, cool. We'll set it live. Um, Maybe we should kick it off with a party. Yeah, we should. You know, that, like that'd a, be a good toga way to party. Hey. Do you know how much of my life I've waited to do a toga party? Dude, I would love to do a toga <laughs> I was party. never allowed. It was like, it wasn't like The Simpsons or something. I've always wanted to do a toga party too. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but no, I've been working on another website as well. Um, and it's, it's one of the things where I, just, I said, okay, I'll do this. And I was like, it'll take a couple of days of just, this is all I do. All day, all night. I'll ignore emails, ignore phone calls, won't play anything. Just do this. It took me nearly all seven days. And I'm up literally... The earliest I was going to bed is five in the morning. A lot of the time it was six in the morning, getting five hours sleep and then waking up and then just going straight back into it. Just immediately waking up and pulling my laptop out and just going back into it. And because it, it wasn't coding, it was just design. Um, and I get so heavily into the minutiae of that stuff. Not that I'm any good at it, but I just, my brain gets OCD with everything and trying to work it through. Like, you know, keeping to all the rules of navigation and blah, blah, blah. And, um, and yeah, that's, it was sucking me dry. It was made my week misery. And like, yeah, I bet it's going to look awesome though. I don't know, man. Like, but just looking at the screen was hurting my head and looking at all the references I had to look at. And just one, you know, it's like we're talking about earlier when you're making a change in a film that you're producing for someone and they say, oh, can you do this one little thing? You're like, well, I can, but I have to go back in. And then that yeah, means everything, yeah. all that stuff has to move. If I move that, all the sound has to be redesigned around yeah. it. Then I've got to get into the exporting and blah, blah, blah. And it's like that. It's like, oh, can you do that one change? Like, yeah five hours later yeah <laughs> you know it's totally um this is for your um your personal film website or? no this is actually for uh for katie's website. Oh, okay cool, um, cool, cool. but um it's That's just nice of you well no i mean you know she, she it's not like she knows a lot of stuff that she wants with it but i don't want bored people <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is gonna right. but yeah it's been um yeah it's just, it was it was just it put me to the point where i actually was worrying for my health of like I, i'm lucky and i don't normally have to work that much like that so it's just me being a bitch and whining about it but man when it got 6 a.m last night i was like i'm not going to sleep till this is done because i have to get it to the coders because we keep pushing it back and then every time you push it back they charge more and more money and just like every day it's costing so much um so yeah finally got off at 6 a.m this morning went to sleep and woke up and there's all these emails and invoices and organization like i'm going filming in the day after tomorrow for four or five days in mammoth and i haven't prepped anything for oh it yet God. at all so i've got to spend tonight and all day tomorrow prepping that but i feel fucking great right now because it's you know it's just like this weight lifted yeah up. totally cool that's done it's not Dude, my problem anymore i wish anymore. i could go to mammoth with you man oh Damn me it. too man i wish like yeah alex has just got back from new york so alex isn't here he's been in new york for a week um and he just gets back right now so if you're if if you're listening to this, Alex, we we miss you. I don't. I'm kind of okay. glad he's gone. It's nice. Yeah, it it's nice to have some peace and quiet. Fucking sure it is, man. It's always, always Fuck that Australian guy. accent. Um, but it's been Fallout week, and I haven't been yeah. able to play Fallout. So I played like a few hours of it. That's what everyone's tuned in because we just keep calling naming like last week. I think we named it Fallout Four Easter Eggs <laughs> just because we said let's see how many people we can get. To yeah. Listen. Um, but we are, yeah, so I'm, I got to play a few hours of Fallout. Nate, you just got Fallout. Yeah. Alex has Fallout, but it's been in New York all week. And Justin, who guested last week, he's been playing Fallout all week. So he's actually going to come back next week. So if you come Tuesday, the, what will that be? The, where are we now? I have no, you're asking the wrong guy. Anyway, if you come back next Tuesday. Yeah. It's uh, going to be, we're going to have a Fallout special. We're going to blitz through the, we're going to do like a half hour version of the regular show. And then we're going to get into like a proper hour long discussion on Fallout. Uh, with probably five of us. I think Katie will join them as well. Awesome, man. 
Sounds cool. Get some proper opinions. I know we're a bit late. I know everyone's fallouted out probably, <laughs> but uh, I want to enjoy it at its pace. It's a game you don't want to rush through. Yeah. You, know? you want to take your time. It's a cool game. Breathe it in. Can't wait. Um, so what I have been doing as I was working, because I couldn't really concentrate on anything else, you know, it's just like, it's so, it's one of the things you think, I'm moving blocks around. I can just put on whatever and listen to it or watch it. You really can't. <laughs> no. uh, but I was, I want always, I kept wanting to revisit all the Ghost in the Shell films. Uh, have you ever seen the Ghost in the Shell films? I saw the first one and I loved it. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so they have a new one coming out. So it just got be delivered this week in Blu-ray. Um, and it was actually just premiered in LA last night, I think. Um, oh, cool. Just called Ghost in the Shell. And they've had, yeah, so I've kept thinking, I want to go back and I want to watch all the old ones. Katie had never seen any of them. I want to revisit them and give them scores and shit and blah, blah, blah. And what's out there are now 12 Ghost in the Shell movies. Oh, man. Three TV shows. And this very weird three minute Microsoft Surface tablet ad, <laughs> which is Ghost hmm. in the Shell orientated as Interesting. well. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I've been going for all them, nearly done all them. So that'll be up on our website uh, next week. Awesome. Well, I'll do a good guide. So if people want to jump on board, it'll let them know here's which ones you should bother watching, you know, blah, blah, blah. Cool, man. All right. So uh, we're going to start the podcast <laughs> uh, as we do every week with Nate's Blowdown. Nate's Blowdown. All right. What's so, been happening this week, Nate, in the world of movies? I've got the games news over here, but I've given you all the movies. All right, cool. So um, the salaries for uh, Avengers 2 is um, uh, the numbers that came out on them weren't entirely accurate. Um, Scarlett uh, Johansson was said to be making 20 million, but in actual fact, it was closer to Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth, somewhere between 5.4 and 6.9 million, which takes it down from a bonanza to a unbelievable <laughs> money gravy train. Did you hear this uh, last week? Because that was, I think that was a truncated sort of quiz we did where everyone guessed what order the cast of Avengers had their salaries because it was already yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, and everyone, who are they putting? I think they're putting Chris Evans as second. And it looks like they were probably right then because it was wildly out with Scarlett. I think it was Robert Downey Jr. like 40 million. Wow. And then it had Scarlett at 20. And then it was Chris Evans for the six. And it was something like that. that was the jump in wow. scale. And then Mark Ruffalo was, you know, one point. <laughs> really? Because, um, you know, you grade by acting skill. What? Um, but yeah, but Scarlett's more in. So it seems it's, it's like Robert at 40. Than everyone else from six down, wow. <laughs> basically, which is crazy. Um, and really, there's some agents fighting. You know yeah, I mean? that just seems. How the fuck did you do that? How I think at this stage, much? I mean, I appreciate it when it started. Iron Man was that was why people went, you know. But yeah. I think now at this stage, that seems disrespectful to me. It's like people. I think we talked about this last week a little bit, but people go to see Captain America as much as Iron Man now. I feel you mm. know. Um, yeah. And I think the Hulk as well. People love you know him in the movies. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, there you yeah. go. Hollywood. Speaking of Hollywood, the Fast and Furious series is going to get a, a spinoff um, movies. <laughs> About time. Yeah. They need um, more movies. Variety reported this week that uh, the franchise, which recently made over $1.5 with Furious 7, is going to produce movies that tell side stories of the popular characters or that explore their earlier days. Well, that's good because I have a lot of questions, Nate. Oh, do you? I need them to answer my burning questions. Okay. About Fast yeah, and Furious. I, I exactly. I need to know all of the backstories <laughs> of every single character. Exactly. Like Orange is the New Black meets Fast and the hey, Furious. If it works for Marvel and it works for Star Wars, why shouldn't it work for every other fucking franchise oh, out there? Well, you might be interested to hear what Vin Diesel had to say. Always. Are we going to get? Is it going to be Vin Diesel voice? I can't think. You got what a he cold right like. now. Um. Uh, his voice is really cracking. <clears throat> 
We've written our storylines for various characters. We've been playing with it for a long time. It's a very rich property, and we're committed to treating it with a lot of class. That sounded nothing like a lot of class. I love, I love that line. Yeah. We're committed to treating our characters with a... Oh, was it our property or our characters? What did he say? Uh, That's what he said. I moved on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Committed to treat them with a lot of class. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's a lot of words Property, you can use with class. Fast and Furious. I don't class, think class no. is one of them. I guess he's talking about the uh, Milano leather seats that they're driving. <laughs> um, Furious Eight is being directed by the Straight Outta Compton dude, F. Gary Gary, and uh, hits cinemas April fourteenth, twenty seventeen. Nice. So uh, that's a that's get a ready to not see though. it. Because <laughs> Fast and Furious Seven was that earlier this year. It was feels like it year? was last week, man. I don't that know. That was this year, wasn't it? I think it was this year. Oh, yeah. Okay. Was it really? But maybe Yeah, not. it was. No, it was. Man, that seems like a long time yeah. ago to me. Um, <sighs> but that means what? So there's just a two-year gap until the next one? I'm guessing with the side stories, they're going to want to get into it. There's one every year, like Star yeah. Wars. Keep them coming. Yeah, ride it for as long as they can. Until it buries itself. Um, Ambi Pictures recently acquired the back catalog of exclusive media group, including titles such as Donnie Darko, Sliding Doors, Cruel Intentions, and hundreds more. They just revealed the first thing they're doing, which is a remake of Christopher Nolan's breakthrough film, Memento, from 2000. Ambi head Monika, Ambi head Monika Bacardi, had this to say. Memento is a masterpiece that leaves audiences guessing not just throughout the film, but long after as well, which is a testament to its daring approach. We intend to stay true to Christopher Nolan's vision and deliver a memorable movie that is every bit as edgy, iconic, award-worthy as the original. It's a big responsibility to deliver something that lives up to the mastery of the original, but we are extremely excited and motivated to bring this puzzle back to life and back into the minds of moviegoers. And back into the pocketbooks of the producers who are fucking up. If you're just, li- if you, if you're just awesome listening to movie. this and you're, you're not watching it on YouTube, I've just been shaking my head for the last three minutes. It's just... Shameless. It's, I don't know why, because there's so many remakes of everything, but that was one moment I read it. I was just... I can't comprehend it. And then that... that what she say? She says, the... Um, it's a big responsibility to deliver something that lives up to mastery, but we are extremely excited and motivated to bring this puzzle back to life and back into the minds of movie. It's out. People can go watch it. Yeah, it like, was you 2000. Don't to, if you want to bring it back to life and you own it, just remarket it, put it out in a special new Blu-ray, put it out on digital or something like whatever. Bring it back to cinemas, maybe. Do like a... There must be an anniversary. What was it? 2000? Man. 15 years since it came out. It's so like, crazy Put it back in the me. cinemas. Also, it's like not the kind of movie that lends itself to a remake. It's all in the filmmaking. It's like <laughs> exactly. all like... It's not... This is the problem with remakes. It's like remakes work, I think, when it's about the world. Yeah, because when you have a world, it's like cool. Other people can have a vision for what happens in that world and right. how it interacts, and that's cool. A film like this, the world is who gives us no one cares. It's the character. It's and the purely pace. about yeah the exact storytelling that that did about that character. Yeah, and it's, it's similar to like you know if they remade TV show Friends or something. You know when they remade them, be like it doesn't it doesn't make sense because it's all about those exact actors. Yeah. and those exact characters. You know you re, you reposition any of those elements and it's no longer the same property. Well, with something like this, I mean, you can be assured that it, it's not like anyone thinks creatively this is a good idea. 
I mean, clearly this, this is coming from account. Yeah, like, this, this seems like, to be like, we bought these properties. What's going to make us money? Yeah. Let's remake some of them. Yeah. I mean, I, but I can't comprehend AY Memento would be your first one. Yeah. Like, I mean, just it's just, make. I guess it has a name appeal and people are like, I remember that movie. I'll see it again. But it's like I mean, she I says don't. like, you know, we, we're going to make this as critically acclaimed and award winning. It's like, no, you're really not. Yeah, you like, can't. No Fuck you for way. even saying that you <laughs> like, could because you can't. That's just, and that's, you know, how they're setting out. I don't know, man. This just seems like bullshit. All right, Monika Bacardi. Let's keep it to a minimum. She is Miss, Mrs. Bacardi, though, so maybe okay. she knows better. Oh, really? Is she? Mrs. Bacardi. Well, that's what it says there. She's like second name's Bacardi, so I'm just calling no, Mrs. Bacardi. But is she like from the Bacardi fortune? Probably. Jesus. I don't know. Ridley Scott casually revealed the renamed Prometheus sequel in an interview this week, previously referred to as Alien Paradise Lost. It's now being confirmed it will be entitled Alien Covenant. And 20th Century Fox released an official synopsis. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, well, I mean, I've read it, but yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think I'll listen to this one I'd hear. Um, Ridley Scott returns to the universe he created in Alien with Alien Covenant in the second chapter in a prequel trilogy that begins with Prometheus and connects directly to Scott's 1979 seminal work of science fiction, bound for a, bound for a remote planet on the far side of the galaxy. The crew of the colony ship Covenant discovers what they think is an uncharted paradise, but is actually a dangerous world, <laughs> whose sole inhabitant is synthetic David, Michael Fassbender, survivor of the doomed Prometheus expedition. So here's the thing. Here's the thing with this. One, I think they're contradicting the fact that Ridley Scott came out to say, oh, there's going to be three more Prometheus films. So when they just said the second part in the trilogy prequel, that contradicts that completely. Yeah. Two is that it's all meant to be like... a called prometheus how is this a prometheus sequel if it's then called alien colon whatever yeah like it's an alien film then it is no longer a prometheus film i mean i appreciate they're all tangled in the same universe yeah but it's called alien not prometheus colon you know yeah uh third thing is i think covenant is the most boring name you could possibly call an alien film it makes Um, me think of um makes me think of uh that video game um, yeah halo halo yeah, yeah exactly yeah. um it's just really boring like yeah. paradise lost at least was quite evocative and kind of the classical and yeah players kind of cool um covenant yeah the, but that said the setup for it um sounds pretty cool to me yeah it sounds cool because like, we already know the aliens on that planet from the end of prometheus spoilers um i mean look anything that centers around michael fassbender is gonna be good that's true that's, that's true that man is a baller should i continue Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it's just dead air. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I suppose I will then. Following up on our report a few weeks ago about the MPAA, which is the Motion Picture Association of America, fighting back against illegal downloads, in particular focusing on a lawsuit with MovieTube, it seems they are now seeking a $10.5 million in statutory damages as well as a permanent injunction against the defendants. When we last checked in on them, they had been trying to conduct this legal action against the myriad of sites that fall under the MovieTube banner. But the service providers, such as Google and Facebook, had become worried that such a legal action could could implement them in the process. Despite them not being directly compliant with the illegal activities, they told the MPAA to not follow through on the lawsuit as MovieTube itself had been shut down, and that was the end of it anyway. But it seems an impossible hydra to contain with every site that is shut down, threatening new ones that will be created in its place. As it stands, a company such as Facebook would not be held at fault if you illegally uploaded or shared or downloaded a copyrighted movie on their site. But if the MPAA gets their way, 
<laughs> a precedent could be set where they will have the legal authority to find sites like Facebook accountable for the activities on its site. All right, so we reported on this Woo! weeks ago. Cause this is yeah. a big one. And this that is, is big news. I like following up on this one because this one's <coughs> very important for everybody. So if you're listening to this, this is very important. This doesn't just mean movies. This will create a precedent, like it says. Turn your porn down, Eric Dell. Yeah, oh, I'm talking just, directly to you. You just remind me of the news piece I forgot okay. to write down, so thanks. Um, yeah, but this does... Uh, this does... Um, Al is scribbling porn, dick dick, cock, cock. I was drawing a little sexy pictures. <laughs> um, no, but this is incredibly important because if it's like I said, if, if they do this, if the, if the MPAA um, find a way to basically you know, say, if your site is allowing this content to exist, then you are responsible for allowing it to exist and thus, you know, you are breaking the law. But like... Then it will change everything not just for movies that would spread to music it'll spread to video games it'll spread to literature like everything um yeah. and as soon as that happens with one legislation act then that's a huge thing for the internet yes yeah, it is it is because it no longer because basically how it works in the internet basically works in a moment where even a site as reputable as, as facebook or google or something it's just like hey and we talked about this you know when we first discussed this but they'll just come like hey here's here's the tools here's the stuff you do what you want we're just gonna look over here basically mm, yeah and then if something comes up like you know uh you know people selling guns or child pornography or something then they step in oh well you shouldn't be doing that we're going to take that out of you know the google search or we're going to take that stuff like facebook we're just getting in trouble now because a few hours and we're not obviously going to touch on the political things going on in france right now but a few hours before the attacks in france they just took off um they banned anonymous from posting on facebook uh isis uh recruitment through facebook essentially mm-hmm. um and so, you know, when, when these companies want to, they do step in and say, hey, we don't want your content on our site um, because, or, in, you know, we don't feel this is correct. And sometimes it's because the government make them and sometimes it's not. And it's just a business decision. But when it comes to piracy, they don't do that because right. they know, hey, how much traffic we get yeah. because of piracy. Right. Um, so here's, it's a very complicated subject. I am... 100% with the MPAA because it is just, it is, you know, stealing. Um, we've all done it. Like, it's not something like, you know, but it's, I know you just submitted to doing it. Oh, the fuck God. I do it too for the stuff I can't get. And then I support it however I can support it. You know, like if it comes out on the blues, I'll buy it on the blues. But um, it's, what was I talking about? <laughs> we had a point. I think you're getting to the fact that it's a bit of a sticky wicket. I was just getting the fact of, you know, it's completely, uh, I think what they're doing that's more important than necessarily just outlawing the piracy, you know, searches for Google and blah, 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 which we can get into discussion on that another time. Personally, yeah, I'm kind of for it. Um, but I understand the argument both ways completely to a degree. I think more importantly, it's highlighting the hypocrisy of these sites where they get to cherry pick what mm. they legislate, you know? Yeah. And no, I think that's, that's ridiculous. I think that... Yeah, I mean, it just... It speaks to their power in this weird way where it's like they're wielding such a huge instrument of communication that they become this moral entity. They're yeah. no longer just a business. They're like a response... They're like... They become socially responsible to We have the, to be. You have to, to be a politician. You have to be... A, yeah, you are... A poli- by having a website, in a weird way, you're, you're a political stance because... Yeah. You know, you have to facilitate who's using it and how they're using it. And um, um, if you want to strip me of 
the humanity of Googling pirated movies and then Chromecasting them to my TV <laughs> and feeling small tinges of guilt amidst think it was larger, longer periods of entertainment, um, then I call you a monster, sir. <laughs> <laughs> they should fucking bring me to trial. I'll be a, I'll be a, <laughs> I'll be a uh, what's it called? A witness. We'll get into that another time. Yeah, sure. Because there's you know that's a huge subject. You know the problems with piracy um, and how to solve it. But yeah, for now, if there's one thing that you can like, everyone people might listen to this and might be interested. They might not. People might have already turned off the podcast for this because it's not as much fun. But no matter like for, for whoever you are listening to this, it pertains to you probably in some way. Yeah. And the one definite thing, as any article about this will tell you, is be fucking careful right now, particularly if you're uploading stuff. Uh, because thing, it's not like there's no such thing as as non-retroactivity with legal stuff with the net. Like it all can come back to haunt you at any point. Um, mm. So just be careful, but not too careful. <laughs> <laughs> now to transition to the soon-to-be most pirated movie of all time, Star Wars: The Force Awakens will be 135 minutes long and is rumored to have a post-credit scene teasing Rogue One, yeah. a Star Wars story. Tell yeah. me about this. What can we? What knowledge can we extrapolate from this um, snippet? I don't know if I don't. I'm torn as to believe that or not. Oh really? Yeah. You're so um, used to being misdirected. Well, it's no. It's because so Disney is smart, and Disney obviously do Marvel, and you know Marvel said a president of let's tease our next movie all the time and our bigger universe. The thing is, the Star Wars stories and the canonical you know star wars seven eight nine however many they're gonna do they're set in the same timeline yes but they're not relating to each other mm. at all you know mm-hmm. um and i can't i see the integrity of the importance of coming back with the force awakens and having it end with oh and then there's this sort of weird prequel thing that you know how it ends because everyone's seen star wars not discounting gareth edwards rogue one at all because i'm probably more excited about that than the force awakens but mm. um I don't know. To me, it seems like a tacky decision hmm. if they do. If they just throw that one at the end, I think they'll want like you have to treat that series with delicacy, and yeah. it needs to feel prestigious. And yeah. tacking in a little thing at the end, going, "Oh, it'd be one thing if they had already sh- if they were shooting Star Wars Eight right now." Yeah, I could see that. I could see a you just throw your technology all over the place. So. Yeah, <laughs> is it right? Yeah, I drop this thing all the time. Um, yeah, if they if they were already shooting Star Wars Eight. If Ryan Johnson was already like embarking on that, then I'd say, yeah, I could see them putting a couple of shots there because I know there are things in Force Awakens which set up Star Wars Eight. Mm. Uh, that's already been confirmed, so I could see them doing that. But calling into a side story prequel, no, nah, who knows? So. I yeah, so. I, I, I'm kind of with you on that. That makes good sense to me. 135 minutes long. Okay, it's a good time. Yeah, that that is a good time. Two and a quarter hours. This is probably my favorite piece of news from the whole section. Um, this week, Shia LaBeouf took to the internet with hashtag yeah, all my movies, which lets us watch Shia watching all of Shia's movies. Did you see this? The fun of it? No, I haven't seen it, but like, I, I kind of want to see it, but then kind of like don't want to be the person who's watching it. Do you know what I mean? Right. The fun of it all was to see his reactions to his own movies, in particular when it came to him squirming, hiding behind his eyes, and eventually sleeping during the Transformers trilogy. Yeah, well... Yep, have you seen the photo? I didn't watch no, the screen, but no, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I was watching the photos on me. It's brilliant. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you, I couldn't tell from the photos how much he's doing just for, you know, 
for the sake of it kind of thing to try and get a reaction but to try because yeah. he infamously hates transformers and oh really indiana jones five and yeah well all that shit he should uh, i mean he's a weird dude a lot of people like him again after this though people got like fed up of all his bullshit and now people are back on board i kind of i've always kind of liked him but i think he's a weirdo and i kind of like that but like if he was not successful he'd be that freak in hollywood he'd be like whoa dude he's just one of the people you're watching you know he is a different version of an amy winehouse or a britney spears of oh you are just too famous too young and we're watching you crumble yeah (laughs) but dude i watched him um one of the first things he did which was like the project Greenlight movie or yeah. whatever yeah. and dude he was so fucking weird like yeah. even before he was famous he was a weird little kid yeah like, definitely like big ego but like attached yeah. to this sort of like insane like vulnerability yeah he anyway um, the first trailer for X-Men Age of Apocalypse will be coming with The Force Awakens producer and co-writer Simon Kinberg said it's our first thing out there so it's yeah, somewhat well. of a teaser, but it's certainly longer than a minute, and it's got a ton of cool stuff in it. So basically, you said this is you're gonna blink and miss it. Yeah, <laughs> please keep your eyes open. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's like it's basically it's longer than a minute. <laughs> I love I love the X Men films generally, um, but I'm, yeah, I'm not excited when like one's coming out now. I'm not that excited. It's like yeah, I'll go see it. Yeah, but. And hopefully, you know, I think First Class and X-Men 2 are my two favorite ones, probably. Yeah. I like the X-Men movies, too, man. I mean, I like watching the old dudes, you know? Like, I I like watching Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I I like when it focuses around them and... Did you like like the Days of Future Past, like, um, having the the young and the old? Yeah, I did like Days of Future Past, you know? But again, like, I I just have so much, like... like, actor fanboy for those like these yeah. legends well it's a stellar the, the entire cast is stellar like yeah you know, if, if everyone i mean michael fassbender is obviously really entertaining too but there's something about watching like man i'm just kind of obsessed with patrick stewart there's something <laughs> he has like an energy that i just like really dig yeah um man yeah are you awesome. a star trek fan um, i'm not a huge star trek fan no um but i um like all of his other movies and um I'm sure if I got into Star Trek, like I, w- I would be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just sort of never like opened that can of worms. Yeah, Are yeah. you? No, not at all. I know in a way I like I hate it or anything. It's just not my type of sci-fi. Mm. Um, I always like yeah, like you know the more characteristic charm of Star Wars, whereas Star Trek I just found very po-faced and just very robotic. Hmm. You know, I never found. It was too English in a weird way. Huh. Everyone's very just, hello, Colonel. How do you feel about this? Let's go down to this planet. And yeah, yeah. You know, where it's a very Star moral. Like, Fuck, there's stuff shooting. It yeah. sands everywhere. And I don't know what to do. And I prefer that to the plateau. Of no, that makes sense. It's more of like a Star Trek to me is like this weird, like um, sort of like morality filter. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like they go through the filter of the Enterprise and it's like, they're all judging the morality of a yeah. situation. It's very like um, stagey in that way. Yeah, yeah, very much is. Yeah. yeah, I did. I liked the um, Abrams reboot. So I thought I could I like them. Yeah. I, I even, um, I heard Patrick Stewart in the Mark Maron podcast say something like, "When he sat down in the captain's chair, he was like, I know just what this is. This is <laughs> the royal throne.' <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Yeah, that is how it's treated. It's treated like yeah, this strange theater, and very um, yeah, I don't know. I just can never get into it. Yeah. 
Any more news? Is that it? That's all the news. That's, that's all the news. Print. Thank you, Nate. All right. I'm going to do some game news. Again, this looks daunting, but it's just some subsections. What are you doing? You going to restroom? You running away? You going to leave me to do game news on my own? Where you got... There's not even a third person here for me to report with. I hope the mic picks it up. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's just the hum of the fan going on. Alright, so number one, uh, EA have revealed some details on their season pass for Star Wars Battlefront, which comes out today. Um, on Tuesday, it will include four expansion packs, early access to these packs by two weeks, exclusive shoot first emote, which is all revealed before. And it's now been revealed it'll also have 16 new multiplayer maps, over 20 new pieces of galactic tech, including weapons, vehicles, and star cards for both Rebels and Imperials, and a two-week early access to each expansion pack. Star Wars Battlefront, uh, yeah, it comes out today, November the 17th. Um, I was going to talk to Nate about that, but I can't. Hey, Nate. <laughs> We're going to talk about... Uh, I'm just really hoping the mic's picked up every every single inch of that. <laughs> every drop. <laughs> every drop. Um, yeah, I was just saying about the Star Wars Battlefront, which comes out uh, today. Oh, cool. Tomorrow when the, when the pocket goes up. And uh, what is included with the season pass. Because um, there's a lot of kind of... There's a lot going on with, in the gaming world at the moment of people getting pissed off about season passes. They get announced before the game comes out and it says, hey, and you pay us like, you pay $60 for the game, you pay $40, $30, $50 sometimes for the season pass. Oh, and with man. that, you get this extra content, but we're not going to tell you what the content is yet. And then people get all pissed off about it. Yeah. Um, you can get a year much about season passes. Not really. No, I've never world. bought a season pass for a game. Um, I'm, I'm of the, just to keep this really short, I'm of the feeling that people moan a lot in life. <laughs> and it's, you know what? If you don't want something, don't do it. And I appreciate the season passes are cheaper, um, but you can buy a season pass, I think for the entire duration of a game's lifespan, at least well up until you would know what they are. So when it comes out and it's like, hey, do you want to buy the season pass with this? And it doesn't tell you what's in that season pass. Don't get pissed off. Don't give them your money. Yeah. <laughs> and then wait to find out what's inside that. Yeah. And then buy it later if you want to buy it, you know, later. Um that said, this is sounds this sounds like pretty substantial um, season pass. Like there's quite a lot of content here, um, and I'm actually quite excited about Star Wars Battlefront. I probably won't play it loads, but I'm excited to dip my toes in each of the maps. Cool, man. What's it coming out on? Uh, PS4, Xbox One. We're getting to it in releases. Okay. But it's out. On, yeah, I think just current gen. I don't think it's on last gen. Okay, cool. Um, all right, number two. This is the exciting one. Uh, the new Xbox experience finally launched. Uh, Boom. The day after we put the podcast up last week, um, avatars, backwards compatibility, all that stuff. First of all, an amendment because it was a bit of a mystery exactly how everything worked, and we were wrong with one part that we talked about last week, which was the backwards compatibility. Because I got all excited saying, "Oh, they've announced 104 discs that you can put in from 360, and they'll work now." But all your digital downloads, like all your indie games that you downloaded over your 360 lifespan, will transition straight over. That's not true. They have to be modulated the same way as the discs. So that 104, I think it's 104, 107 list of titles that you can get now, that includes digital downloads. So I went on, I was like, oh, I'm going to get hundreds of games today that yeah. just turn up on my hard drive to install. And no, they didn't. It all just peers over there on the right hand side and you can pick which ones you want, you know, from what you've had before, which is great. Um, still wonderful to get a whole bunch of games suddenly mm. that you've forgotten about. 
And it also opens up stuff for people who haven't, who didn't have a 360. And some people didn't have a 360. That's right. Um, so I very quickly compiled five games that I would download if I were you. Uh, if you, for some weird reason, don't have enough games to play right now. Because there's a lot <laughs> of games. I have enough, but yeah. Um, so there are some great games on the backwards compatibility list. If you want to buy these and you don't want to go and get a disc or anything, or you just want a digital one, just go on xbox.com, sign into your account, and just buy them there. That's the easiest way. And then look on your Xbox One where you turn it on. And it'll just be sitting there ready to install. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, so there are great games like Assassin's Creed 2, Beyond Good and Evil HD, Fable 2, Fallout 3, Gears of War series, Mass Effect 1. But there are ones which I feel there's not really much benefit from having them now mm-hmm. because they've moved on. Those series have moved on generally. Right. Um, so my five picks that I would highly recommend, one is a game called Mirror's Edge. Uh, there's a new one coming out next year. This is it's one of my favorite games I've made. It's fantastic. And it still looks gorgeous. It came out in like 2008, 2007. And it still looks amazing. Um, and it's pretty... I can't remember the prices, but it's pretty cheap now if you just buy the digital. Um, I'd get that game. R-Type Dimensions, which is this uh, side-scrolling shooter from the SNES era, which I used to love on the SNES. Um, mm. It's really cool. Super Meat Boy, which was one of the best indie games of last year as part of that indie game the movie super meat boy yeah did you ever see the indie game the movie documentary um, um no i don't think so it's really good i think it's probably still on netflix one of the most inspiring creative documentaries i've ever seen cool regardless of genre it's just so inspiring from an indie perspective oh awesome um super meat boy is one of the games that they focus on in its development in that really really great game very tough um very tough um then i'd get a metal slug 3 or a metal slug xx this is really cool really beautiful sprite based animation shoot em ups that you don't get much on xbox one so it's really fun yeah and you can have a couple of people playing that side by side and then finally 100 percent the one you if if i just had to say two get mirror's edge and get south park the stick of truth because south park stick of truth one of the most highly rated games of last generation but it came out right at the tail end when xbox one was either just out or just about to come out that month i think so it kind of got ignored like, uh-huh. a lot um and it's it's phenomenal i mean matt and trey and stone uh, sorry was it matt stone and trey parker isn't it yeah they spent you know years working on this and they called it whatever it was like the 17th season because it is they're just like it looks exactly like the tv show exactly like wow. exactly like there's no possible way you can tell it's not the tv show only you're controlling it and the humor is all you know they've they put more effort into this than they do a whole series of the South Park. Um, and it's fucking brilliant. And not enough people played it. Um, so download that one. Um, other than that, have you, did you turn on your Xbox? You, like, have you updated? Have you seen the new setup? Yeah, I did. Yeah. How do you like it? It's cool. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more intuitive. Cool. Um, what do you think? I know some people pissed off. Uh, I like it. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm used to the other one. So it's confusing to begin with. Yeah. You know, I guess because I was like, I'm a kind of a new user. It was yeah. like kind of a relief, actually. There's not much for... But um, I still got to say, it, it wasn't as big of a step as I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to be a way different design. It was going to be like a different... Right, right. Not have the squares and yeah, shit like that. Yeah. But it, it's... Um, it's definitely... It's way faster. Like, it, yeah. it gets to things way quicker. It's way more reliable. Um, all of your correspondence stuff is much nicer organized and works much better. You can have 12-person party chats now, which is crazy. Um, and you have kind of messages well like text now and they can be on screen the whole time when you're doing things which is cool you can also get your app so I was disappointed because the two things I wanted backwards compatibility I was excited about which wasn't quite what I hoped it would be but it's still great and avatars coming back from the 360 the 3D avatars that I keep saying every week I spend all my stupid real money on digital clothes and digital toys and shit like yeah. that and you do get that back 
but it's buried still. And your avatar is nowhere to be seen unless you go into someone's profile and look for it. And then you'll see the avatar. And I just don't understand why Microsoft do this stuff. People loved it. So it's sort of a great thing on the 360 was you turn it on and it immediately said, hey, you're home. And it was like, we used to, all my friends who used the 360 would have it on in the background all day, all the time, because we'd all equate it to it's like Facebook. Yeah, It's there. And the first page was always, hey, here are all your friends and here's what they're doing. And all the avatars are lined up <clears throat> and you had like a, you know, a digital representation of them there who's moving and, you know, looking around and stuff. Or if they're not online, they were just sleeping and their head's hanging and they were just going, <laughs> and yeah, that was yeah, really yeah. cool. And yeah, you just felt this connection to the world and that's what makes these things work. And it just screamed, hey, I'm a social machine. And yeah, yeah. Here are all your friends and you're hanging out. And they haven't embraced that with Xbox One at all. And I was really hoping this reboot of Which the is, OS would yeah. do that. And it hasn't. It's still buried and stuff and hmm. still feels like, oh, I'm on, it feels more like I'm on my phone, you know? Yeah. yeah than yeah. I'm on Facebook or something. Hmm. Yeah. Which is probably what they want. It's a surprise. It's, yeah, it's weird. You know? I, mean, I just don't know what they'd get, what they'd regress. It's weird. Hmm. But anyway. Number three, the Games Award 2015 nominations came out this week. Um, the actual show takes place on December the 3rd. And you can watch that online through a bunch of places. I know IGN are doing it. I'm sure everyone else is doing it as well. Um, so I have the actual nominations here. I'm only going to talk about a couple of them really quickly because um, there's tons of them. Da, 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 da. Where are they? Too many pages. And they all just say porn. <laughs> here we go. Uh, so the Game of the Year nominations, the five video games are Bloodborne, Fallout 4, Metal Gear Solid 5 to Phantom Pain, Super Mario Maker. I can't say it, not like that. I have to. And The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. Uh, what's interesting about this is two of these games, Bloodborne and Metal Gear Solid 5, are PS4 exclusives. Super Mario is a Wii U exclusive, and there are no Xbox exclusives on this, um, which, yeah, is interesting. Um, they've also got Developers of the Year, Independent Games, Best Mobile, blah, blah, blah. Uh, best score soundtrack as well, which I find interesting always, is Fallout 4, Halo 5, Metal Gear, Ori and the Blind Forest, and The Witcher. So much of the same stuff. The Halo 5 soundtrack. Oh, man. I finished that it's game. Good. It's cool. Yeah, about a week ago. So good. I never buy video game soundtracks, unless it's songs that I like. Mm -hmm. you know? The scores, I'm like, yeah, even if I like it, it's not, I'm not going to. So fucking good. I went and bought that soundtrack. Like so, the chanting and stuff? It's because it takes all the classic Halo themes, but the way they've... I think it's the Los Angeles Philomorphic... Philomorphic... Orchestra. <laughs> that's what they call Oh, that one. The Flim Um It's so good. I would just stop in the game when we're playing at that point and be, Jesus Christ, man. It's so good. And the <laughs> it's done well enough a little it's bit. Just, yeah, the music. It's just incredible. And the production of it is perfect. They nail it. Cool. Um, I highly suggest the soundtrack. It's a double CD, which is extensive. Um. Yeah. There's a whole. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of the. Uh, a lot of those games repeat, much like with the Oscars. You just get the same games repeating a lot. Best multiplayer, most. Oh, yeah. oh no. What is interesting is the most anticipated games. They okay. have a section for that, which is weird. Can you imagine if the Oscars they did the best trailers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So weird. But that we haven't seen the film of yet. Yeah. Um. So the the most anticipated games up for nomination are Horizon Zero Dawn, No Man's Sky. Quantum Break, The Last Guardian, and Uncharted 4. Now, what's fascinating about this is four of these games are PlayStation 4 exclusives. And one of them is an Xbox exclusive. 
um, which I find interesting. Because hmm. um, it hasn't been a, a generation for exclusives yet, but that's, yeah, four of those are all just coming on PS4. Well. All right. Where am I at? Uh, number four, MPD uh, Group announced their sales this month. Xbox One finally outsold PS4 in the month of October. Wow. As it damn well should have with Halo out. Um, yeah, it had to. That was very important for them. If they hadn't, they would have been in serious trouble. They're already in serious trouble. Math, they're not releasing their sales data for Xbox. Um, but people have kind of managed to sort of figure out what it should be. And it looks like it could be as much as half to two-thirds of what PS4 has sold. Wow. Which is huge. It's still selling better. That's it. Xbox One is still selling better in its two-year window opening window period than Xbox 360 sold. You, okay. Okay. So it's still doing superb. Yeah. Still the best Microsoft have ever done with the console. But nowhere near as good like PS4's trials in them. Right. Uh, number five, the MPD group also announced the top selling games for October. Number one was Halo 5. Number two was NBA 2K16. Number three was Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Number four was Madden NFL 16. Number five was WWE 2K16. Number six was FIFA 16. Number seven was Destiny The Taken King. Number eight was Yoshi's Woolly World. Number nine, Uncharted The Nathan Drake Collection. And number 10, Rock Band 4. There are two things to take from this name. Okay. Number one. People like their sports games. Apparently. They do, yes. <laughs> and we're not in 2016 yet, so it always confuses me. Um, <laughs> it does. Every time a sports game comes out, I was like, what? Are we in? is it the next year already? Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Um, number two thing to, to note about that is Halo 5 is a number one, and it's an exclusive, a platform exclusive game. Um, wow. So that's like compared to the sales of NBA and Assassin's Creed and all these games, which sell fucking truckloads and they're multi-platform. Uh-huh. That means Halo 5 is doing very well. Yeah, man. Number six. Square Enix announced that Life is Strange is getting a sequel and also a physical limited edition version of the first season, which will be hitting shelves on January 19th. The limited edition includes all five episodes, a 32-page art book, the soundtrack with the original score, and a director's commentary. Mm. Great game. Great game. If you like your Walking Dead mm -hmm. game. It's that kind of style, only hipstery. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, the only way to good. describe it. Number seven, Street Fighter V will feature a tutorial mode that sets uh, that is set during the Street Fighter Alpha era. You play as a young Ryu against a young Ken, and both of the iconic characters sport their younger designs, but revamped to Street Fighter V standards. Street Fighter V is a PS4 exclusive and re releases February 16th, 2016, a day before my birthday. Mm. Number eight. An enhanced version of the SNES classic Super Star Wars is coming to PS4 and Vita. It's releasing today on the same day as Star Wars Battlefront. It includes new features such as updated controller and display options, leaderboards, save options, trophies. It was originally released in 1991. It was re-released on Wii Virtual Console in 2009. And yes, it is cross-buy compatible. So if you have your PS4 and you got your Vita, you buy it once, you get it on both, and you're happy, man. Boom. Do you ever play that? The old, you remember that? Did you have a SNES or a Super Famicom? No, I didn't. No. I don't think it came out on Mega Drive. Um, do you remember those, those old Super Star Wars games? Yeah, I do. They're really cool. Yeah, yeah. I remember they were cool. I like saw people playing. I like that. That was yeah. a nice little surprise, though. It's just coming out. They just No one talks about it. Like, hey, guess what? It's out tomorrow. That's how they announced it. Um, and f nearly finally, number nine, Star Fox Zero finally has its release date uh, coming on Wii U, and it's on April the 22nd, 2016. 
uh, in Nintendo news because they had their direct this week. Twilight Princess HD is coming to Wii U on March the 4th, 2016. Um, they're also releasing a cool little Wolf Link amiibo, which comes alongside the HD port as well as a bundled official soundtrack. Data, sound, uh, data saved on the Wolf Link amiibo will transfer over to the new Legend of Zelda on the Wii U when that is released. The game was originally released on Wii and GameCube in 2006. Number 11, The Legend of Zelda game itself, uh, coming on Wii U, had 13 new seconds of footage re- revealed. Oh. 13 seconds. Well, that's a treat. They, I'm, not, I'm not fucking shitting you. <laughs> the camera 13? pans as he like, rides his horse and then he stops and you look at the view, which is the view we've seen before. Albeit each time they show it, it looks prettier. And then it just cut. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and people are pouring over that. They're like slowing it down frame by frame. What can we tell? What's going on on that hill? That little lump? Is it a big owl? Is it a house? Is it what's happening? (laughs) Just wait. (laughs) Just wait. Is it a big owl? Is it a house? No, no. (laughs) Could could be either. Um, What is interesting is that they did confirm that it is still coming to Wii U because people started to think it's going to come to the next Nintendo console, which it could do as well. Finally, number 12, game news. I've been talking about it for weeks now. You can stop going on Kickstarter. The Friday the 13th video game is fully funded. Thank Boom. you, people. Well done. It honestly looked like it wouldn't make Without it. Without my help. Without you. <laughs> Fuck you. Get out. Um, well, no, guess what? what? Yeah, unlocked sleeping bag kills by <laughs> people doing that. So you can do the classic Jason uh, kill where you pick up someone when they're sleeping in a sleeping bag and then he just hits them against the tree over and over again. Sleeping bag kill. Unlocked. Um, Very cool. They did release a bit of pre-alpha footage of someone playing the game. And it looked like shit. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and my addendum to all this, which I just forgot, which was just released today. This is great. I like this one. Did you see my Facebook status on this? Mm, uh, maybe. So within hours of Fallout 4 coming out last week, uh-huh. Pornhub <laughs> took a hit. <laughs> oh, yeah. 10% oh less traffic. God. Within hours of Fallout 4. Like the correlation was to, and it's such a smart, whoever figured that out, whoever saw that dip and realized that spike and was like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then looked at the timing. So it was like. But then, two hours later, there was a huge increase. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. Oh That's beautiful. God. But it's just like maybe they just went X hamster instead. Oh. <laughs> uh, there you go. That's all the uh, gaming and movies news is. What Thanks, we, man. What do we do now? Cool. I don't know. You tell me. I think we do a Chris Pratt give us some money. That's too high. I went too Where high. are you, Alex? Chris Pratt. How, what, what octave does he do it? Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt can you give me some, some money? It's oddly difficult. I feel like we're just. I feel like this has got sad. All is, of it, is it sad? Is it now just two men sitting in a room singing to ourselves? Yeah. Um, do you want to read these? I've been talking for too long. These are the releases coming out this week. Movies and games. Okay. You can take over from Alex. All right. Coming out. Star Wars, Battlefront, PS4, and Xbox. Check it out. Game of Thrones, Episode 6 on everything. Everything. Deadpool, <laughs> Xbox One. Check that one out. Sword Art Online. Are you, are you just saying check that one out to which ones you like the name of? Or uh, how dude, are you judging? Whoa. <laughs> That's insulting that you would think I would be doing that. Sword Art Online, check that one out. <laughs> Lost Song, PS4, Beta, Let's Sing, PS4, WRC5, World Racing Championship. Okay. I've been playing a bit of that one. 
racing championship five. Yeah, because oh, yeah, that one good. came out in the in the Europe's a few months ago or a month ago or whatever. Oh, cool! A you get a little head start on it. Um, yeah, it's good. It's Is good. It full throttle fun. I like rally games. Uh, racing, you know, rally yeah, games. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of street racing games. I find oh. them too too boring. Uh, oh. But a rally game, it's got this kind of I don't know. It's more energy. The cars are a bit more arcadey. Yeah. Um, and I like the mud going everywhere. Cool. Um, yeah, it's good. That makes sense. I like it. I'm into that. The Crew, Xbox One. Check that one out. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy them all, apparently. On the 20th of November, you can look forward to Mario Tennis. No need to check that one out. No, come on. It's Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis. This is no, that's great, man. If I want to play tennis, I'll log into Grand Theft Auto. It's a great series, Mario is it? Tennis. Yeah, it is. And this is a big deal because Actually, this is one fun. of their big releases. I feel like it'd be a good one to get like super drunk and theme a party around. It's like the Mario Kart of tennis games. All right, I'm into it. That's great. If you're gonna, is that the end of the game releases? When awesome knots assemble on PS4. Awesome knots, and then World Poker Championship on the PS4. Go. So if you have to, hang on, let me look at this list. If you have to just buy one game this week, you're gonna buy Star Wars Battlefront. So it doesn't matter what we say, and you probably should. But if you have to buy two, buy yourself some Mario Tennis. Wow. But you won't own a Wii U. That's so a big endorsement. Buy for yourself Mario a tennis. Wii U and Mario Tennis. All right. Well, you you heard it on Tessellate. Geeks podcast first. <laughs> you forgot what we called for a second. <laughs> That's a lie. So what? Uh, what movies are coming out? Movies? I don't know about movies, but I can tell you about films. Oh, not not movies. <laughs> How about talkies? What yeah, talkies? there's a couple of moving uh, movie pictures. Movie pickies. Uh, check it out. You got Mockingjay Part Two. See it Finally. or not? Finally, it's going to invade your IQ. Do you know what's uh, great about this film coming out? It means it's over. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anytime you get one of these massive temple like Twilight, you know, Hunger Games, I'm just happy when they reach the end. Yeah, man. Me I really too. am. Probably because then they get to Netflix and I can watch them when I'm just sleepy one night and not have to pay the cinema to go and see them. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Do you, like, do you like Twilight or Hunger Games or any of that? Sh- any I didn't thing? like Twilight. Okay. Like I actively just like Twilight, um, despite wanting to like it because everyone disliked it because I'm a contrarian. On you, on you, just. <laughs> <laughs> but I still was not able to like it. Um, what was the other one? Hunger well, Games. Hunger Games. Yeah. I liked the first Hunger Games. It was entertaining. But then you know the premise. It's like they get further and further away from the thing that made it entertaining. The books yep. did the same thing. I remember. They were. It's like all right. It's not really a Hunger Game anymore. How you read the books. St- yeah. Oh wow. Is there no? Is there no game in Mocking J Two then? No. Ah, oh, fuck this then. No, I guess the game is like there. I want a game. There are traps. I want a game. I want a new Battle Royale film. <laughs> yeah. No, I really do. I just bought a new Battle Royale comic. Dude. Called oh. Angel Border or something like that. And it's, it's, it's at, they're very smart. It's at an all-female school. <laughs> so it's basically Battle Royale, but just with school girls. <laughs> Sounds like... Uh, um, but yeah, it's I good. I was about to say something. I want to see that as a movie. Okay. Um, did you ever see the Battle Royale film with Ice Cube? I forget what it's called, but it's fucking awesome. What? <laughs> the Battle Royale film with Ice Cube. Well, there's only two Battle Royale films. So is this an official thing? No, no. It's a, I thought you meant Battle Royale as a premise. No, I mean like the, the actual films, like the Japanese films, Battle Royale. Oh, dude, I was totally... I thought you were just <laughs> talking about it generally. As like no, a, no, 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 no. I mean, because they, they still do manga of it in, in Japan. Oh, they still do books gotcha. and stuff. But they still Your geekiness surpassed mine. Sorry. That's yeah, all right. <laughs> Um, legend, Tom Hardy, Emily Browning, star in a film from Brian Helgeland, 
wrote. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. His list. So I was writing down uh-huh. the writers, you know, what the directors have written and directed before. Uh-huh. Read out the shit this guy has written before. And this uh, is just some right. of it. Well, this is wrote, the tip of the iceberg. He wrote Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. That was the first thing he wrote. Okay. He wrote The Postman. Whoa. He wrote LA Confidential. Damn, this guy's a baller. No, then but look, at, look how fucking weird this action of films are. Payback. A Knight's Tale. <laughs> what? <laughs> Actually, Knight's Tale was a pretty cool movie. Mystic River. Man on Fire. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this guy is eclectic. Robin Hood. Another fucking good movie. Oh, uh, really? The, the Ridley Scott one. I like the Kevin Costner one. No, no, yeah. That was Prince of Thieves. Uh, this is the... Um, what's his face one? The... Uh, what is it? The Idiot Face. Oh, like the, the more recent Robin Hood. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fucking... Idiot Russell Face? Russell Crowe. Oh, yeah. Russell Crowe. Idiot Face. <laughs> <laughs> stupid face, man. You heard it here first. <laughs> the Geeks Podcast. Um... Secret in their eyes. Now, uh, can I just say the legend film that came out in England months ago? That was out in July. Oh, really? When I was How did it do in England? Um, I don't think it did that great. Oh, actually. really? I might be completely wrong. I don't know. That's well, I guess. Oh, do you want me to read what it's about a little bit? Uh, well, that one's just a take on the. We don't need to worry about that. That's right. about the what they call the thing about the thing about twins. Um, um, the identical twin gangsters, Reggie and Ronnie. Yeah, the Craig brothers. Yeah. There are these two notorious criminals. In British it's, a very, it's a very British gangster film <laughs> in the 1950s. Sounds semi-cool. Tom Hardy gets to play uh, him to two roles, so like it, to his brothers. Oh, yeah. cool. Secrets in the Rise, the two Hotel Ejiofor, uh, Nicole Kidman and Julia Roberts film, star uh, uh, from uh, Billy Ray, writer-director of Shattered Glass, Breach, writer of Flight Plan, and The Hunger Games, and Captain Phillips, and Volcano. Yeah, these are like... What the fuck? So these are these things where you look this shit up and you see a director and you're like, I, want, I don't know that name. Probably not the thing. Let's just click and see. Do you want to be that kind of director or do you want to be the kind of director who like has like, oh, I know that guy's movies. Oh, I want to be, oh, I know that guy's movies. Yeah. I want to be, even if people hate it, I would rather be Uwe Boll <laughs> than I want to be something where you can tell. There's just a personality stamp on everything. But what if yeah. all these disparate movies that you did were all like really good and different? It still doesn't I don't. Play. I don't matter. I wanna put like because there's yeah. a talent. There's a massive talent in being able to write volcano and what else he write? The Hunger Games and the Hunger Games. You know, yeah. and there's a huge talent being able to write Nightmare on Elm Street four and Mystic River. Yeah, but that's not a talent. I would rather have something. You know, there's no way you could look at those two movies and ever know the writer was the same. And if right. they're you know, directors, you could. I would rather have something where it's ah, oh, there's you know that flavor hmm. of something. You, people might hate it. People might love it but you can tell it's by the same creator. I feel that. I feel that. That's respectable. The Night Before from Jonathan Levine's Warm Bodies, 50-50, The Wackness, All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Seth Rogen, and Julian Bell. The Night Before. That's, that's our second Christmas movie. Yeah. So far. You interested in that one? Can you read the synopsis for that one? I don't know anything about On it. On Christmas Eve, three lifelong friends, two of whom are Jewish, Spend the night in New York City looking for the holy grail of Christmas parties. I love that they feel that's important to get across. Two of them are Jewish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two of them Oh, are... I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> if they've been Christians, fuck that. Actually, it did make me smile, though. That's <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the secret in the Eyes film, you pronounced his name correctly, didn't you? Who? I have no idea how to do it. The lead actor. Um, Jonathan Levine? No. The lead actor, isn't it? it it's... Oh. You mean in Secrets in Their Eyes? Yeah, yeah, Edge Secrets in Their Eyes, yeah, yeah. How do you say it? Chiwetel Ejiofor? Is that how you say it? I think so. Chiwetel Ejiofor. That's fucking great, man. I've I heard could, other I, people I'm say terrified. it. That's why I know how to say it. 
I'm always fascinated when you have a name where it's like, well, obviously people remember him because it's a crazy name, but no one can ever pronounce it. So does that affect your career when people can't, you know, because people don't like to look stupid in a movie industry or in any yeah. industry, really. But do you really want to bring up someone and be, I don't know, to say his name's like, well, let's just talk about Christian Bale. No, but I think it's like, I think it becomes like a test for people though. You yeah, know what I mean? absolutely. They're like, did you know that? And then they pronounce the name correctly and you're like, okay. Yeah. I better not fuck up now. Carol with Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara, Sarah Paulson from the director, Todd Haynes, who did Safe, Velvet Goldmine, I'm Not There. He's a good director. Yeah. Carol, check it out. What's that one about? Set in the 1950s New York, a department store clerk who dreams of a better life falls for an older married woman. And they fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just had to Sorry. Uh, I had to do that. Just turned into blue as the warmest colors. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag horror. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's the name of the movie. Chloe. I can't pronounce this name. Well, Savini. It's Chloe her director Savini. debut. Tara Sabukov. She's that girl on that t-shirt I wear all the time. You know, with the oh. blonde. Oh, that's her. Cool. It girl of the late 1990s. Yeah. Actress, conceptual artist, and fashion designer. Oh. Read, that, read that again? Who? What's... Uh, it's the directorial debut of Tara Subkoff, who did It Girl and um, no, the late she... night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a movie that's inspired by actual events. A group of 12-year-old girls face a night of horror. When the compulsive addiction of an online social media game turns a moment of cyberbullying into a night of hilarious insanity. <laughs> Honestly, that the trailer for that looks really cool. It uh, sounds it's fucking really cool. bold, and the way it's been edited in the trailer is very cool. Um, it feels for them from the synopsis. It's called hashtag horror, and then yeah, from that synopsis, it's so perfectly. You know when you're trying to do your log lines, yeah, and you're like, how do I truncate my story into blah blah blah. This is one of those ones just like, that's just so textbook, like inspired by actual events. A group of 12-year-old girls face a night of horror when the compulsive addiction of an online social media game turns a moment of cyberbullying into a night of insanity. It's that like, how long can my sentence be, but where it says everything you need to say yeah. and hits on all those like key words you need, like actual events, like girls, social media, insanity, horror, like fucking all that shit. No, oh, dude, it's a rocking logline. I love good loglines. That one's almost too good, though. And I know what you mean. Oh, wow. Better not out. forget. Mark your calendar. 21st November. Pokemon Hoopa and the Clash of Ages. There you go. What would you? Uh, what are you going to see? Pokemon. You going to see the Pokies? Fuck yeah, dude. Nice. Um, no, I'm, I'm probably going to check out um, Sukin in Their Eyes. Hashtag Horde does sound kind of cool. Yeah, I would... <laughs> I want to Yeah I want to go see Hashtag Mockingjay Part 2 Is the kind of movie That like you said I'm going to sort of like Watch in a moment Of like pathetic convenience Yeah That's a Sitting at home <clears throat> On Netflix movie For me um, See I haven't done my job This week I haven't Got the box office Together from what we said Last week Let's but skip we'll read, the box office Well we'll read through What happened right. But I just don't have Our predictions from last week So I don't know If we got them or not um, But you weren't here last week So you don't give a shit um, So be here Having a little think on what it is that you reckon is going to, you know, if any of these are going to affect one or one of them might affect <laughs> the box office. All right. So uh, last weekend, this is what happened at the box office. This is a sleepy podcast today. 
Oh, it's nice though. It's a different nice. uh, atmosphere. It's a different vibe. If you're just tuning in for the first time, which you might be, because we only just got up on iTunes two weeks ago, was it? Uh-huh. Um, this is just frying stuff. <laughs> this is a different uh, change of pace for us. More conversational. More relaxed. Um, I hope you're with us, cruising, drinking your chai tea latte. Exactly. exactly. It's very windy outside here it in is. LA tonight, so I feel like we're it's in a, a shut-in. It's night in LA. Exactly. The doors are locked. So Thanksgiving Hopefully. special, kind of? When's Thanksgiving? I know, we'll, be, we'll just have one in time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just have one in time. Um, all right, number 10, The Last Witch Hunter. Number 9, Hotel Transylvania. Duh. Number 8, Prem Ratan Dan Payo. I'm guessing some Bollywood going into the Hollywood yeah. box office. That's unusual, no isn't it? Or is it not? I don't know. Uh, number seven, Bridge of Spies. Number six, Goosebumps. Number wow. five, The 33. What's The 33? I have no idea. I'm going to hit this to figure out what this is. The 33. Well, it's just going to be... I don't know. I don't know what that movie is. Number four... <laughs> While Nate dies. Number four, The Martian is still clinging into the top five. Wow. Number three. Oh, man. I wish we... We're going to have to revisit this next week. I want to know because we have the three movies that I put in here. And people rolled their eyes at me for putting Love the Coopers in. Number three, Love the Coopers. Number two, The Peanuts movie. And number one, Spectre. I feel that's what I said. I really do. I think, Or I might have had Peanuts and Love the Coopers wrong way around. Which would have been crazy. Have you seen Spectre yet? No, I haven't. Neither have I. No. I keep wanting to go, but like I said, I just haven't. This week's been... Yeah. I know your week's been crazy yeah, too. Yeah, so. totally. Uh, I'm, I'm going to definitely go this week. I think I'll well, go no, alone. Not. You can go alone? Yeah. I'm All into right. that now. Yeah, it's, not, it's great. It's Dude, a fantastic... Like oh, yeah, because you did that one last time we talked yeah. to you, didn't you? You just like... Your girlfriend had been away. So you thought, I'm okay, fuck it. it. I'm going to go to cinema. Yeah. It's better than being at home alone. Yeah. Being at cinema's great. Yeah. I, I like eating on my own. I like going to cinema alone. I like all that stuff. It's cool. Yeah. Um, in the right environment. Hey, listen, if you're out there listening to this podcast and you're feeling lonely, go ahead. Reach out. Shoot us a tweet. Do it. And we'll uh, talk about you in public. I, um, yeah, I like taking a little podcast with me when I'm out on my own, you know? Not yeah. in the cinema, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fucking barbarian. <laughs> no, but, uh, I would hope no, not. <laughs> if we're going for a meal or something, I'll walk around with a podcast. You're in your private world. No one disturbs you if you have one earphone in, I find, which yeah. is nice. Well, actually, that's not true. An old woman disturbed me the other day when I was running. Okay. I had my dog, had an ear, and my both headphones in. And she, she still doesn't. decided to start talking to me as I was running. Ugh. I was like, lady, this is now an ordeal. You should wear a t-shirt that says, do not to, disturb. I have to stop this motivational thing that's <laughs> happening, which was hard to get started to begin with. I, gotta, I love this story. <laughs> I got to like, keep hold of the but dog. But I'm sure you were so polite. I'm sure, oh, yeah. How good I just, it was really awkward because she, she she'd already caught, and I can't remember if I said this last week, but she'd already caught a young girl with her dog and was taught, and trapped her. Oh. I felt like maybe she's trying to set people up. She's randomly. one of those conversation trappers. Yeah. So she had this young lady with a the young girl with a dog, and then she tried to stop me, and I, and and I stopped. So I was like, I think she just said something, and I like turned around and looking at me. I was like, Do I? Do you just keep running? Yeah. <laughs> or do you go back? So I went back and I had to take out both headphones, and my head. What did she say to you? My head's in my pocket. Saying, what did she say? So I asked about the dog. Is everyone always wants to know about the dog? Uh. Yeah. What's your dog's name? How old's your dog? What breed is it? Like, I don't know. Why don't you ask me a question, lady? I was in a well, run. Yeah. Do you know what pisses me off when you have a dog? Because I don't really—I'm not a dog person, uh-huh. and I don't really interact with them very often. Uh-huh. I'm a cat person, but since like now I have doggies in my life, I go for a walk with the dog, and people don't look at you; they look at the dog. They look at the dog, and then they just go up and touch it and start fucking with it. Yeah. 
You say, that's my dog. Keep your hands off. I'm just, just, it's kind of like, I feel like when girls complain, you know, you just look at their boobs when you're talking to them. Uh, it's like, I, I appreciate this area is entertaining to you, but I'm up here. Yeah. You just know? Just get your eyes Like, up. I'm chained to this dog by a leash. <laughs> at least have the like etiquette. This story. To say, nice story. hey, how you, how you doing? Do you mind if I feel up your dog? <laughs> hey, all our listeners out there, if you feel like your dog is getting a little too much attention, why don't you shoot us a tweet at We Are Tessellate? There you go. Yeah. Um, I almost said we are at WeAreTessellate.com. <laughs> well, yeah, soon you will be able to because our website will be up and you can do all that stuff. That's cool. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about box office. We did all that. Oh, yeah. Okay, predictions. That. Cool. Right. Predictions I'm already week. now. I know what I'm going to say. What are you going to say? I think uh, Mockingjay Part 2 is going to take the throne. I think it's got to dethrone Spectre. Yeah, I think so. Spectre's at like 33 million right now, which for its second week is pretty good. Um, yeah, so then I think it'll go Spectre. And then I, I was, I'm shaky on my third, though. What was number two in the box office? So just to give you a look, look at the drop off. You've got Spectre with 33.5 million, Peanuts with 24 million, Love the Coopers with 8 million. That's a big drop so, off. Yeah, I'll say Peanuts still. It's got to stay Spectre and Mockingjay and Peanuts in some order. Yeah. It has to. Yeah, but I, I think Mockingjay. Hang yeah, on, I think Mockingjay on. will take the throne. You know what though? Because people went in and they, lo- you know, love the Coopers Christmas movie. People jumped all over that shit. Yeah, I think people are gonna jump all over the night before because you got it's a Seth Rogen vehicle. You got oh, the Gordon Levitt. It's yeah, a Christmas yeah, yeah. film. It's had quite a lot of marketing. That's a spanner in the works. You definitely got Spectre and Mockingjay one and two. All right, all right. it's got to gonna... be Mockingjay and then Spectre, and then to be. But then is it going to be Peanuts or is it going to be the night before? That's the question. I hope it's the night before. All right. I want to say the night before just because I think it sounds like a more interesting movie than Peanuts. Peanuts looks good. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm not into that shit. No, they're like dogs. Nah. <laughs> Animated, adorable dogs. Are they dogs? He's a dog. Surely Snoopy's a dog. I thought he was like a mole. <laughs> he was a mo- You're American. He's part know. of your heritage. Don't we don't really get Snoopy much in England. Um, I like part of my, I wasn't allowed to watch TV. You really? Yeah. You really not? No. Do you want to talk about it? It was a hard time in my life. What's this? Um, having to interact in the real world. Um, first movie I was allowed to see was Outbreak. No. Scared the fucking shit out of what me. What should do? Monkeys, man. I'll get you. Yeah, I was Every fucking time. terrified. So we're, um, how and old were you? I saw, that? How old my were first you? two movies were Outbreak and then Schindler's List. Oh wow! Give you an idea of my my childhood. Wow! What I had to go through. How, how I will say you? we did sneak cartoons while no one was looking. You sneaked cartoons. We sneaked a couple <laughs> cartoons and then we turned them off when we heard our parents come up. I want to know how old were you though when you went Outbreak? I don't know, man. Because Outbreak was what ninety four. I want to say I was like six or seven. Wow! So when you say no TV. Like, really, like, up until what point are we not allowed to watch TV? Does this explain why you're a filmmaker? <laughs> no. I think I wasn't... I think it was like I was started watching TV when I was, like, 10 or 11. Holy shit. Yeah. Seriously. Maybe even older. So you had no... It was, like, a correlation between, like, starting middle school and watching TV. Wow. That's interesting. Did your parents... Did you ever talk... Did you ever confront your parents about this? No. Um, I think I even knew back then that it was, like, kind of good for me, mm. you know? to not be immersed in that but um i definitely wanted to watch stuff but it you know it also made my first introduction like the first real show i saw was like the simpsons right and like i know people are like oh i love the simpsons it was so funny but like when i first watched the simpsons i had never seen anything that funny in my life yeah like, i was like you just i was like you? gagging and like <laughs> convulsing with laugh. like it was like hilarious to me man that's um, weird 
Yeah. So do you, uh, so taking that logic, like, do you believe that was quite a good thing? You didn't really watch too much TV really until you were 10. Do you think um, that helped? No, you know what? I honestly don't think it really made a difference. All right. Um, but, um, so would you, um, because nowadays I guess the, and it would be impossible to enforce like in our time, but nowadays yeah. I guess your equation of that would be, you don't get to go on the internet or something, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, until you're older. Would you do that if you have kids? Yeah, when would you I would let do the, that. When do you let your kids have free reign of the internet? Shit, man. And I appreciate you can put all your parental guides up and stuff, but they're gonna get through, man. <laughs> yeah, they will. They're gonna find um, a way to. I would say to up that ten percent that dropped on Pornhub. Why are these blankets sticking together? Just give them like whenever they wanna, whenever they want on the internet. Just give them Fallout. It clearly works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say a good age to introduce your kids would be like seven or eight. Seven or eight. Yeah, I my dad was really like firmly against like all the stuff like the Muppets and like educational TV. He thought really? it was like a really bad idea. And Why? I don't know. I think um, can we get him in for an interview with both of you? Where we just go, we just work through this. <laughs> if you got my dad in here, I would give you an award. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna work on it. <laughs> an award. Um, but yeah. So um, okay, yeah. I'll just learn a little bit about you. I had no That's idea. Good. I'm glad. It makes you unique. Thank you. Um, and that's about it this week. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's it. Because it's a little truncated show. Uh, we'd normally do an entertaining quiz, but since you're just here, what's the point? Well, you can give me a point anyway if you'd like. No. Okay. Um, I, vo- I actually gave you, I don't know if you heard that entire podcast last week, but during, no, was it? No, something I got. Oh, no, it was a box office. I voted for you. Oh, really? I'm afraid you definitely did not get it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you were saying some ridiculous movies, sir. Um. Yeah. So like it's uh, yeah, yeah, blah, blah. Um, For those of you who can't see, Alice shuffled. I'm trying to look. Like I've fucked man. with all my pages, and they're all in the wrong order. This is the least professional we've been <laughs> in a long time. But I don't really care because well, I'm just that, happy I to be relaxed. I want to give a little indie shout out to my good friend and editor of Deformity Praise for Radiation, Rick Ives, and he was in this competi- competition to edit. Um, this film, um, this documentary film called Personal Gold about Olympic bicyclists. And um, I gave him notes last week on his uh, cut, and he got it. He nice. won. Really? Yeah. Uh, because of your notes. He got the job. Because there's a direct correlation between the notes. <laughs> but I, so spent really, long, I did spend a long time on the notes. You just won an award for editing. You know what? That's basically. I wouldn't say that. That's basically but I think what you're Rick, trying to say. If you're listening, you fucking know that. And I like to feel this because you had 10 years of your life in a very impressionable age where you weren't affected by other people's exactly. editing and storytelling techniques that you could just come to it fresh. You've just done something really smart there, Al, which is you've drawn a direct link between my current genius. Your talent and, my, and your uh, abused childhood. My abused childhood. <laughs> the wind sounds like the printer, doesn't it? The wind is crazy right now. Yeah. It's quite exciting. All right. So, um, well, can I see the film or is it like... Is no, no. Film? He just got the job to start editing. Okay. Like, so you should go use him. Fuck yeah. Where can you find him? You can find him at... Um, his name is Rick Ives. You can uh, tweet him at... Um, yeah, please just abuse him. Oh, man. Tweet at this address. Shit. You know what? I don't know his Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. You can't just try just at Rick up. Ives. He works at VER. Really smart. So just Google Rick Fantastic Ives. Fantastic editor. Editor, because we really can't be bothered technical, to. smart, clean editor. And if you find him, tweet at him, you stole that prize from Nate. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to tweet. Um, all right. 
Every week, we pack seven days of video game, movie, entertainment news into this singular digital show for your convenience and enjoyment. Uh, as always, we won't ask for your money and we'll never put sponsor product on you. We will never enable ads on YouTube. And our jobs are we make movies and we do this because we want the money, apparently. Um, that's Alex's <laughs> answer to that question. Um, but yeah, if you want to help keep up to date with us, you can follow us. We are, we are Tessalite, two S's, two L's on everything. And all the social medias, we're in the middle of setting up our Twitch so we can play some video games and we can pass that back and forward um, with people in our crews. Um, you can head over any day now to our website, We Are Tessalate, and watch our movies. Listen to all these podcasts straight on, uh, on iTunes. And if you go on iTunes, and please do, if you listen to this, seriously, go on iTunes. It'll take you 30 seconds. Type in Tessalite, find us, subscribe to it. If you don't want to hear us, just at least rate, you know, give us a one-star rating. That's fine. Give us a review. Tell us your shit. Um, thank you for again for our truncated little podcast, a little personal sit down. Yeah, I like to feel this was like a special. Yeah, really. So a little, bit, a little bit more intimate, a little bit more honest. We should, we go into a bit of depression. Yeah, it's good. We touched on things a little bit. I think it's good to get real sometimes. It is because uh, we live in a surreal world. Yeah, it's beautiful, Al. Ah, it's about to cry. Um. What else have I got to say? <laughs> we got to say goodbye. got to say goodbye. Uh, if you get in touch with me on Twitter, I am at Mr. Al White. My personal website is also Mr. Al White. I'm on, if you want to play video games with me, Mr. Al White. Nate, how can people get in touch with you? You know what? I've realized the best way people can get in touch with me is through my personal film website, which is ghzfilms.com. And if you're English, it's ghzfilms. ghzfilms. Gigahertz com. Films. Is that what it stands for? Gigahertz film? Yeah. That's cool. I you know, Hertz, it. last name. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Well, thanks, you man. If I knew your first name was Gary. Damn it. We'll just Gary change Hertz. your first name, Gary Hertz. Yeah, I know. Sounds good. good. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Good uh, have a good week. And we'll be back next week for our Fallout special. And we're out. Geeks. Geeks.